Oh, hello. Hi. Uh, I, he's just about to get here. I don't... Who? Oh, you mean... me? Uh, you're, this is for the interview, right? Or yeah. The, the bears... The bears thing? Right. No, that's me. Oh. Hi. Hi, I'm sorry. You, uh... Joey. You, you, you look very familiar, and you sound familiar? Oh, I, you know, I get that a lot. I think it's the glasses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, well, uh... Either way, we're here to talk about the Bears together. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. So you're the guy doing the interview? I, I am doing the interview. That's right. I've Let's been given a series of questions c- to kind of run down okay. with you. Yeah. If that's okay. Hey, go ahead and have a seat over here. Sure. No, this is like a dream job for me. You know? <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. Um, I've got some dental bills, so I'm really locked into this. Uh, oh, I hear you. That, those can really pile up. Yeah. Uh, so we're... We're going to talk about the Bears today. I've, I've been given a series of things to kind of ask you about. Okay. Just go ahead and be yourself. Sure. I'm a Bears yep. fan, too, so this shouldn't be too difficult. Oh, great. Yeah. Um, today I was hoping to talk about some things like um, uh, we'll talk about a full season prediction for the Bears this year, uh, a prediction for the 49ers game, which comes up in right, only a few days. soon. Uh, we'll talk about some of the player turnover. Oh. Uh, but first thing I want to ask you about is the departure uh, former coach Matt Nagy and former GM Ryan Pace. Yes. Yeah, replaced with a new Matt and Ryan. Yes. Yeah, that's strange, isn't it? It's exciting. It's like things are the same, but they're different. Yeah, I'm kind of going through that experience right now, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, I, I feel like that's pretty, it's it's almost like a metaphor for the Bears in a weird way. Yeah. Of like, you know, we've been trying to find an offense for what? 50 years as long as i've watched i personally have been watching so i moved to chicago um in the very early 2000s yeah um i just before that super bowl year and i've been watching ever since then sure yeah i mean that super bowl was something else yeah how long have you watched the bears um i mean i've been a bears fan probably since like the mid 90s but you know as like a kid i didn't like follow the way that i should but i i chose the bears uh we were living in illinois at the time and my older sibling chose to become a green bay packers fan ah well that's all you need right there. that's all i needed so i instinctively knew that i should be a bears fan and um been following ever since you know right now matt Nagy. yes what well, I mean, do you have any? We won't talk about him a lot. Thankfully. I appreciate that. Yeah, thank but you. Do you have any like thoughts about what that was? I mean, I think Matt Nagy perfectly uh, encapsulates what it's like being a Bears fan. Right. There's initial hope and excitement, followed by uh, blunders and disappointment. Right. And that's sort of been, I think, a trend for a while. It's always sort of been like, oh, yeah, I mean, Lovey did great, but, like, it's not getting done. Right. And then you move on, and you're like, well, now we got this new offensive guru, right. and it's not getting done. And yeah. we have the quarterback and Jay Cutler finally, and it's not getting done. And right. then you got Mitch, and it's same sort of thing. And, it, you know, it's just been a bunch of um, hope. Right. One step forward, two steps back. Yeah. 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 It seemed like Matt Nagy wasn't actually an offensive guru. It seemed like he actually wasn't good with well, what, X's and uh, What makes you say that? <laughs> what if, what if you saw something on the field there? That I saw some curl routes. Yeah, there were a lot of curl routes. I'll give you that. Yeah. I'll give you that. And also, like, never ran the ball. Nope. 
without yeah. telling everybody, hey, we're going to run the ball. Right. I feel like that was every Matt Nagy play. It was like, yeah. this is what we're going to do. Yeah. Look well, out. And also, you know, I, I know this isn't really about my opinions, but uh, Matt Nagy's problem seemed to be, he's like a, I'm going to employ a metaphor here. I like metaphors. He's like a B that can't be around A's. That's, you got to be C plus and below. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, for a moment there, I thought you were talking about insects. Right. Yeah. I could have been. But no, we're letters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. B's that can't be around He's A's. He's like I a agree. number two that can't be around <laughs> number ones, only threes and below. And yeah. maybe that's uh, nonsense, but that just seemed like a lot of, he wins coach of the year and then he gets rid of a bunch of assistant coaches and then the yeah. offense isn't good anymore. Yep. Uh, and then they bring in Nick Foles because Mitch Trubisky isn't doing it. And Nick Foles is here like 10 minutes before he's like, yeah, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. And like one disagreement on a sideline where Nick Foles is like, um, in fact, m- maybe it was pretty bad. I, I remember Nick Foles <laughs> saying in an interview like, uh, sometimes Matt calls plays and I know they're not going to be open. Yeah, it's not so, going to work. So I just tell you, I again, this is a, a loose quote. He was like, I just told the wide receivers to just run around yeah. and I'd get them the ball. Yep. And that's how we won that Falcons game. Right. That that's how we beat into. Tom Brady. Yep. And yep. the Buccaneers. <laughs> the year they went, won the Super Bowl. That was exciting. Yeah. We do have like a history of beating one good team a year. Yep. So that's always exciting. I'm looking forward to that. Right. Uh, and then Ryan Pace, you know, Ryan Pace had more success than we're used to when it comes to, like, drafting and developing guys. There was a really yeah. exciting run there when it was like, wow, this guy can really find later round picks Yes, that he was, he kind of protect against what he does in the first round, which is kind of like overpay. Yeah, and he made a lot. His his misses were really big misses. Yeah. And, like, you can't make excuses for Matt Nagy and Mitch Trubisky and Kevin White. Yeah. And I feel like I could name nine other players that we spent higher picks on that just didn't do what we thought they were going to do. Right. Yeah, Pace to me felt like he got um, bullied by his coaches more than mm. he let on. Sure. You know, even with, like, uh, having to draft Mitch without telling John Fox. Right. And, um, I don't know, all that sort of stuff yeah. with him. It was but luckily the past is in the past, and we're done with both correct. of them. Correct. And we've got a new Ryan and a new Matt. Ryan Poles, Matt Eberflus. Matt Eberflus, yeah. Eber comes from the Colts. Yep. Where he was originally hired to be Josh McDaniel's offensive coordinator. Who's now with the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, exciting stuff. Eberflus yeah. seems like a real football coach. Yes, he does. Like he really knows how to manage the whole thing uh-huh. and interact with people in a way to get them sort of all on the same page. He's got a Ditka level of product in his hair. Yeah, you know? yeah. He's going to be right for Chicago. He's <laughs> He knows how to break balls in a press conference. Yeah. He uh, knows important. how to, like, scratch his arm after a dumb question in a way that says, that was stupid. And then, but always puts a smile on. He does, yes. Yeah. He always knows when to smile. He can judge you with a smile. It's important. It's not a move a football coach always has. Yeah. And but, 
Uh, well, you know, I was going to say Ryan Pohl seems like uh, he's headed in the right direction. He's a young guy, exciting, knows about the offensive line, which is something we uh, desperately need. Desperately, yeah. I mean, uh, a former Chicago Bear himself Yeah, yeah. Uh, was with the team in camp in Bourbon A one year as an offensive lineman. Told a story about like uh, seeing Erlocker and Briggs and Peanut Tillman all asleep on washing machines. Yes, right. And dryers during a tornado <laughs> warning <laughs> in Bourbonnet when all the players had to go into the basement. That had to be pretty surreal. Yeah, had it's great be because surreal. there's the guy running things now is aware of the Bears' previous cheapness. Yes, you know, uh huh. And can hopefully solve for that to some degree. Fingers crossed. I mean, you know it. it go back to pace for just one yeah. second mm-hmm. he really did sort of turn around the organization in like Absolutely. building that training facility yes and like projecting a respect of history and like yes things definitely changed from when john fox was here and certainly from when tressman was here right absolutely yeah big difference i mean the what the defense was under tressman was really so bad yeah, I got. We got do have to turn that all the way around. Yeah, well it's a, it took a lot of time. Yeah, but here we are. Yeah, you know, and polls of course made some uh, choices in the off season that people are like, "That's not what I do on my Madden team." Yeah, <laughs> what you do, what I would do on my Madden team. Well, it, you see, Madden football is a. It's a football simulation. Yeah, it's a perfect representation. It's a perfect representation of everything that happens on the field and in the NFL. And so it's the only way for us fans to really know how to get into the heads of GMs and right. coaches. Right. It's our only way to do that. Yes. Yeah. There's sarcasm in your voice, right? Oh, yeah. That's, that's okay. about as much sarcasm as I get. We just met each other. I just want to make sure. I've got a, a little graph here where i'm supposed to mark down mark. during each of your responses how okay. sincere you're being is there some sort of like visual cue i could give you for when i'm doing sarcasm no i I'll think like i'll just talk with my hand i'll just pay attention to how your knee is bouncing it seems to change yeah, yeah. that's also anxiety i am a bears fan right hey i'm right there with you friend yeah but yeah. polls uh, of course got rid of a ton of players cleo mack is gone we miss him i wish him nothing but the best personally yeah you know same for Akeem. Akeem's on the Buccaneers trying to Pretty exciting. take the Tom Brady train to Super Bowl town. And Correct. I even hope it works out for him. He's wonderful. I don't know if you watch Thursday night football. Right. Last, the the season opener between the Bills and, and the Rams. The Rams, yeah. There was a couple Chicago Bears in there. Yes. One being Allen Robinson. One catch for 12 yards. Yep, yeah. I yeah. think maybe two. I heard there was one right at the end of the game. Right. They, maybe uh, that was the one. Yeah, you know, I don't... I I had a hard time with Allen Robinson last year, but in hindsight, I'm certain it was just naggy. I, I bet yeah. Allen Robinson just, like, didn't sit next to him at lunch one day. Yeah. That was enough for him to, like, cut him out, I guess. There were there were all those reports of Nagy over the summer, like skipping meetings right. with Trubisky and things, showing and up so late. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe uh, you know that has an effect on people. Absolutely, it does. Yeah, especially when you're the boss. Yeah, for you know? sure. Um, but you know, I hope it works out for him. In theory, I've I've got no problem with him. 
you know. Yeah, I, I mean, he was a good receiver for us. He was all we had on our offense for a good while. You're so. right. Yeah, he was the only thing. And the guy did play hard. God bless him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you know, uh, a few, like, training camp kind of stories. Uh, sure. First off, Roquan Smith. I think that's the biggest thing to talk about. Yeah, that was the a one, big one genuine blue chip player on the team that's like kind of in the bag. Yep, doesn't really want to be on the team anymore. Well, he just wants to get paid like more than anyone has ever been paid. Yeah, uh, and Which that's cool. You know, like uh, I respect going for that. You know, like sure, they, there's a hustle there. They say the second contract is the time when football players really make their money. Yeah, so it makes sense to be like a little. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, there's an extra problem here in that uh, players are trying to get more guaranteed contracts. Mm -hmm. Deshaun Watson got a guaranteed contract from that trucking company guy who runs the Browns. Yes, yeah. Um, I mean, a big one. Who had his hands on his hips and said, we're going to help him. And I bet he will. But, uh, yes. Um, You know, Roquan... Uh, he knows what the will linebacker is in the cover two defense, which is what Eberflus runs. We haven't really talked yep. about that yet, but this is the old Tampa two yeah. kind of updated. Uh, it, it, it's even par- from the Lovey tree. Rod Marinelli, who was um, yeah. Lovey's defensive coordinator toward the end there, went to Dallas and kind of took his system with him. That's that's where the whole hits philosophy stems right. from is Marinelli, right? Right. Eberflus coached for Marinelli and they kinda even sound similar when they talk. They've got that same coach cadence. Right. Um but it's a a, a Roquan knows that in theory he's Lance Briggs, which is a very important piece for this defense. I'd be happy to be Lance Briggs. Mm-hmm. And so he, I guess he tried to leverage that with well let me ask you this. What did you think about that uh the notes app letter yeah. that he put out before family fun fest pretty bold like yeah. there were a lot of bold statements in there but you know when you sort of decompressed with it for a second you realized it was a lot of like just big swings right it didn't really mean anything you know what it read like is like uh that mean text you've been working on for two months with the person yep. who really bugs you <laughs> you've like hidden it in your notes app and you're rewriting it here and there and you're like oh this is good sound yeah, I'm going to really sound like really justified here. Mm-hmm. And they're to get to something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and so we'll see how that works out. I don't know. Roquan seems to be a particular kind of businessman, and that's cool. I hope it works out for him and he makes his money. But Yeah, well, you know, I if what he says and what Paul says seems to be the case going forward with this year, that he's going to play, he's going to be a part of it, like, yeah. great. Yeah. My concern is he's going to play until he's fulfilled his contract for the year and then be like, great. Right. Done. Yes. Yeah. He did mention he's open to playing on the franchise tag. Yes. Which I know he, he'd be getting a lot of money, but um, isn't that kind of like advantageous for the Bears? You can get rid of him the moment you want to if he continues yeah. to play the tag. But I, I mean, that's the thing with deals is it can yeah. be advantageous for both. If right. he gets paid once and plays well this next two years, right. like... What does he care if we get rid of him in two years? Right. You, know? Well, you know, it's really going to... So the Bears next year have like a crazy amount of cap yeah. space yeah, available. Like it's huge. like over $100 million. It's like at least 40 more than whoever's Exciting. in second place. So it's all about how much he wants to hold on to that space for the next couple of years. Yeah. 
Because I can't imagine he's going to go from this year being frugal till next year, like, spend it all and more. Yeah. I mean, unless things really, like, click in a way where we're signing a bunch of these players we have to multi-year deals, and then we're spending big to go get that big wide receiver or fill in that spot on the line that wasn't working out or... You know, wherever we need to spend. Let's talk about the line some, because that's been really active. It it seems like they, on offense, they kind of were like, all right, we're either going to really pick skill players and go for it, or we're going to pick linemen and go for it. Yep. And, of course, offensive linemen are five of the 11 offensive players. It's like half of the guys out there. Yeah. And, like, they protect so much yes. they open up the run game they keep your quarterback upright mm-hmm. and healthy like well and especially with this uh this wide zone thing they're gonna run which is yeah. what the 49ers run right it's like a 90s style of football that shanahan's dad developed where like the simplest way i can explain is you try to get the defense moving left to right right so that you can then get people vertical and, like, uh, have an advantage there, hopefully. Yeah, I get it, that extra step. Yeah. You know, I'll be curious, though. I was thinking about this. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if we see a lot of formations with one wide receiver. Right. You yes. know, we have all these fullbacks. We, we had two tight fullbacks ends. on the roster. Doesn't that yeah. feel good? It's it, it feels like shares. It feels like the Chicago Bears, which is a good thing. And I, I don't know how it'll translate to the NFL. I mean, it depends yeah. on are we getting the blocks? Is Dave Montgomery able to get through? Yeah, the running game is going to decide everything. If the running game works, yeah, Justin Fields is going to get yards. Yes, yes, 100%. Yeah. Um, Lucas Patrick yeah, brought in from the Packers, um, injured, but then... Um, just coming back for week one, he's um, open to play center. I, it'll be interesting to see how that works out. Because last I heard, he's got a club on his hand. Right, he does. And I think his snapping hand. Yes. I mean, it was. I think it was Wednesday, Justin came out and said, I still haven't taken a snap from him. Right, yeah. That's pretty disconcerting. Yeah, I bet he's not going to play... Uh, I, he's not going to be able to play center week one. I just don't see how it's possible. Yeah. I mean, and then if that were the case, if I was coaching the team, I I don't want him to take reps from Tevin Jenkins at right guard just right. to get the guy in there because I think he's... Right. You know, I want Tevin to keep getting snaps and get yes. better and not get discouraged having to go back to the second string and, like... Right. Tevin Jenkins had his own weird kind of journey over training camp. He didn't practice sure for did. more than a week. Yeah. When training camp came back, nobody mentioned why. There's the the Chicago Bears media Mm -hmm. really likes to blow something out of proportion. Yes. Like the tiniest rumor can Uh become the hugest story. And the fact that we were going to trade Robert Quinn and we were going to trade Roquan and we were going to trade Tevin Jenkins. Right. And not a lick came from any of any of those. Right. It's like we fell for it every single time right. as fans. Right. We always fall for it. Right. And then we're like, well, they're not. that's obviously the best thing to do. Right. The way Chicago's uh, either the second or third biggest NFL market. Yeah. Um, and that does make it different. The way you handle the media here is very different than like if you have a team in Arizona or a team in yeah. even but Florida. Then, you know, and like... This is probably off topic, but yeah. I, I look at somebody like 
Nick Boza, uh-huh. who everyone's like, this guy's the fucking best. Right. He's the best of the best. Uh-huh. Uh, Robert Quinn had three more sacks than him last year. Yeah. And no one's saying anything about Robert Quinn being great or being awesome. Right, because they expect him to have to go away. Yeah, well, he's old. He's right. an old guy. And right. old guys can't perform in the NFL. Right. Said Jason Peters and Tom right. Brady. And well, there's something to the way Eberflus plays defense. I just saw this where with pass rushers, it's about waves. Because mm-hmm. uh, the cover two is just about like hustling more than the other team and hitting yeah. harder and being faster. Yeah. And like playing with more intensity, guys get tired more quickly you know i could believe that yeah uh and uh that's why like all the eberflus's defenses everybody has like nine sacks and it's only nine but it's everybody and that means the whole defense has plenty right it'll be interesting to see how that works out um yeah, I just, it's one of these things where I hear everybody, especially the national media, be like, the Bears don't have any, because we don't have any big names right now. Right, yeah. But big names happen in one season. Yes. Big all, names are the easy thing to add. You know to add them because they're a name already. Yes. But like, uh, what, what's this theory that you need X number of blue chip players? Yeah. I've heard like a, a nine or 11. Right. Somewhere within there of blue chip like star players right. on either side of the ball. If how many would you say the Blair the the Blairs? The how Blairs. many do the Bears have? Um, right now, yeah, one, yeah, I, which is a shame. Maybe like two, maybe Jalen, maybe Jalen. But like you know, what's to say Eddie Jackson couldn't get back to his old form? Sure, that's been and a while now, though. That's you know? true. That's true. But he also like. He's finally, hopefully, got another safety there in Brixer. Right. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Brisker. Yeah, what did I said Brixer. Yeah. You know, it's okay. I said Blair. Yeah. You know, speaking of Brisker, a uh, lot of exciting rookies on this team. Sure are, really yes. We have talked about yet. We've I got mean, Brisker. we got 11 of them. And, like, almost all of them made the team yes. at one point. Kept them. Yeah. I mean, uh, you've got Brisker. You've got Gordon, the corner. Braxton Jones, a rookie left tackle from the fifth yeah. round. Valus Jones. Yes, Valus Jones. Um, guys all over the place. Yeah, I mean, even if you want to go deep, you could go to all the way to Jack Sanborn. Yes, Jack Sanborn had a very exciting first preseason mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that means he's not Tanner Gentry. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, he'll play special teams. Like, if we get yeah. another DeAndre Houston Carson. Right. Who's I'd... been a great bear. My goodness. Yeah. Great, great bear. Yeah, he's been wonderful. Um, which of those rookies are you most excited to see this season? I hope for Gordon. Sure. I do, because if, if we could get a good tandem at corner, mm-hmm. even if he plays nickel and plays well at nickel, just having another yeah. player there that can make plays, get turnovers, like, we need that. I'm split between Brisker and Jones. Yeah. Brisker, from what we saw of him, is like uh, what you dream a Chicago Bears player would be. You yeah. know, he hasn't done it yet, so we need to see it. But at the same time, if Jones works out, that's such a huge, huge deal. Yes, to have that left tackle, who's a rookie, who's got the athletic traits that like you want him to keep growing because his ceiling's so high. Well, because if our if our line ends up working out, yeah. that means we have. Uh, 
Jones, Jenkins, um, yeah. and Borum yes. for the next four years. Yes, Jenkins and uh, Borum are both second-year players. Jones is a first-year player. Whitehair is the old standby. Right. We've got Lucas Patrick for now, but there's nothing that says we're not going to draft a center. Exactly. And so just to I, – I know that seems to be our weak spot, and it's a lot of young guys, a lot of unknown guys – but I feel like when another team drafts a second-round guard, everyone's like, yes, 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 100%. And we're, everyone still with the Bears is always like, oh, I don't know. Right. And it's understandable. It's been garbage forever. It has. But I think about when we played with um, uh, Charles Leno Jr., that after we signed him to that big contract and he stopped playing well, that yes. was a bad offensive line. Charles Leno Jr. was like, the 22nd best left tackle in the league, but he was so cheap. Yeah. Like people didn't mind. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And well, like, it, I, I guess my point being that the Chicago Bears have had such bad offensive lines for a while that I'm looking at this offensive line and I'm like, this is nothing but potential. Right. The less exciting offensive lineman for the Bears was Kyle Long. Yes. Right, who had his own sad end with the Bears. Oh, yeah, it was sad. That Raiders game in London. Yes. Oof. Wheels really fell off that year at that game. Yep. Um, well, you know, I think one of the last things I want to talk about before we get on to, like, predictions is this uh, the stadium plans that have been announced. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Bears are going to be leaving Soldier Field. They're going to move to Arlington Heights. Potentially. Potentially. Although, most, as yeah, much I mean, as I've heard, it seems like it, th- that's the only option they're pursuing, I think Ted Phillips said. Yep. Um, yep, yep. Ted Phillips, of course, is the former team president who's retiring this year. He's been there since the 80s when he, uh, I think, handled the tax situation for the Bears and then asked, like, hey, can I help with contracts? And then was promoted to kind of be one of the two people to hire every coach that's happened since then. So And so nothing but success there. Yeah, and also the redesign of Soldier Field, which um, 100% Ooh. of people love. <laughs> I uh, like got shivers when you yeah, said yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, well, it's such good. a shame because, you know, if they would have rehabbed Soldier Field in the right way, that, like, kept the identity of Soldier Field in the way that Wrigley still looks like Wrigley, but a little updated... I don't if know. If they'd have kept those columns, if they'd have kept that aesthetic. Yeah. The, um, uh, the cruel design of the 90s, early 2000s led everybody to want to be like, oh, futuristic. Right. Look at this new fancy, shiny thing when yeah, it should have just been a bigger. Yeah. It looks like an export fitness from 2002. Which is what you hope if they're going to build this new dome in Arlington Heights. Like, it better have some, like, Midwest-like yeah. grit right. to it. We need some of that Bears history there. Um, I, I think I recall seeing that the design master, whatever that is, yeah. of the project is going to be the same uh, guy who worked on SoFi Stadium. Right. SoFi? Sophie? SoFi. I say SoFi. Sure. Um, but I don't know. I, I don't pronounce things right. Right. So it'll be interesting to see the design of that. They have released the plans for, like, the mall. Yeah, like the layout of the area. Mm-hmm. There'll be, like, a bumper cars place and, like, somewhere for milkshakes. Yeah, gelato. Uh-huh. Uh, which will be okay. It'll be... I think I'm most worried about how to get there and how to get out. 
I know people who don't live in the city hate getting to Soldier Field and getting back out. I can imagine that being pretty tough if you're used to driving, if you're used to uh, any number of things. If you're not used to, like, I have to walk for 10 minutes, (laughs) you know? Uh, But I guess I maybe selfishly feel the same way about going out to the suburbs. Like, if they really figure out the train and uh, it's not like a $35 train ticket to get out there. Yeah. Um. That could be a good thing. It would be nice to go down to Union Station and just kind of like have a walking, a, w- a way to walk to a Bears game in yeah. theory, you know? They should include the price of the train ticket into the stadium ticket. Right. Wouldn't that be nice? That would be. They you get won't. A free, you get a free train ride. No, yeah. they won't. Everybody seems so certain that it's uh, going to be a cheaper ticket, but I think yeah. we'll believe it when we see it. I mean, they're, it's crazy the things that Bears fans want. They want like good parking, good entrance and exit to the stadium. They don't I don't think anybody really cares about any of the surrounding area. That's going to take care of itself. Right. Like fans with kids will like the surrounding area maybe. Yeah. Which you know, great. To be able to have like some bars to go to beforehand and like right. As long as they're not, it, it, it's going to be Wrigley Field. Let's right. be honest. That's what it's going to be without any of the history. Right. There'll be a UFC gym. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Am I wrong? Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. In my head, though, I I like I kind of wish that they go like full Disney World with it. Like there's yeah. like an animatronic George Hallis that you got to walk through his that legs. Would be a delight. And there's like a place where there's like a you can try to go head-to-head with a animatronic. Everything's animatronic, by right. the way. Uh, but, you know, you try to get by Brian Erlacher. Right. You try to tackle Peyton. Mm-hmm. Those would be nice. That's what I want. Let's talk about the, the season. Let's talk about week one. Sure. Although, can I say one thing? Because, yeah. you know, there are other stadium changes happening. Yes. Like what? Uh, new grass at Soldier Field. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I you know that wasn't on my list here, but I know my client is gonna want to hear yeah. what I just you think about uh, Tahoma Thirty One, which is the grass varietal, I guess you'd call it, that uh, the Bears are installing in Soldier yeah. Field. You know what I'd say is in in the hands of the impeccable Chicago Parks Department, what could go wrong? Right. Yes. Yeah, the people who keep the benches clean <laughs> have. Are, are know exactly which yep. turf to put down to yep. maximize the health and performance of these $100 million athletes. That our, our head coach had yeah. to request to be like, hey, could we get, like, better grass? Yeah. Wouldn't yeah. that be nice? So that'll, I'm sure Everybody nothing will go Everybody out there is going to be wearing hand-me-down reflective vests from the city. <laughs> I like it. Okay, let's talk about the season. <laughs> yeah. We can talk about the season. Well, let's... Uh, yeah, let's. How many wins do you think is possible this year? Possible. Possible. I well, mean, I don't I, know. If I if what's your prediction for wins this okay, year? That's yeah. the simplest way to do it. Um, I'm gonna say eight. Sure. Wow. I think there's gonna be eight. An optimist. Yes. I think a lot I, of people aren't expecting that many. No, I most from what I hear around are like six at most, mm-hmm. maybe seven, but mm-hmm. I. I think the NFL is pretty crazy, yeah. and if if your team's willing to fight, like you can take a win here and right. there. We are lucky. We're playing. Uh, we've got the Giants and the Jets and mm-hmm. some other teams. And you know, I I look at the way that Matt Nagy had success in his first year. 
a big part of that is nobody knows what you're going to be doing. Right. We have a new head coach. No one's seen him do anything before. New like, offensive play caller. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just seems as if a good opportunity for us to sort of surprise some people. Right. And, like, if we can keep that intensity up, you catch people by surprise, and then you keep up the intensity. Right. If it's within one score in the fourth quarter and you just hit harder than the other team, you, you sh- you're in better shape, there's a chance you can steal one yeah. from a good team, you know? And, like, I, and you know, what I've been sort of saying is, like, let's just focus on this first chunk here. Right. If we look at just our first two games, if we can win one of those games, right, that's a vic. That's such a huge victory. Absolutely right. Yeah, I mean, we're uh, week one. We've got the 49ers. Week two, we've got the Packers. Yep. To beat either of those teams would, would be, be incredible. Yeah. People would lose their minds. They would. They would. Although it's a long season, you know. For sure. Um, so six wins. That's cool. Oh, I said eight. Oh, eight wins. Right. I'm going big. Sorry. Yeah. Let me change my notes here. Um. Okay. Now this week one game. Forty Niners are coming in. Trey yeah. Lance is the quarterback. Trey Lance uh, was put on the opposite path from Justin Fields last year, where he actually was given a year to not play. Mm-hmm. I think he played a little bit. Yeah, he had a couple starts, like three starts, maybe. Yeah, but um, it wasn't the same as like Justin. You're not going to play, and then week two. Week three, it's, oh, by the way, you're the starter now. Um, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how those things play out. The The 49ers kept, ended up keeping Jimmy Garoppolo. Nobody wanted to yeah. take on his $20-plus million contract, I guess. Surprising. Yeah. Or maybe he, I think he also had some say in where to go, and maybe he just didn't want to go to, right. you know, a, a kind of a lower-level team where he could make his money. Well, this, he's going to go somewhere next year, right? Like, you would think, yes. Even if he doesn't play, that he'll still be in demand. You're telling me some team every year, some teams like, yeah. we need something. Let's get Nick Foles and Andy Dalton. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And together they'll be like one. Yeah. I mean, you think you're telling me there's not a scenario where we could end up with Jimmy Garoppolo next right. year? Right. Certainly possible. Yeah. I mean, uh, speaking of not playing, it seems like George Kittle might be out for Week One. That would certainly help us. It would. That would uh, keep things to kind of Debo and whatever else they've got going on, you know? Yeah. That run game is the real deal for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, I mean, we'll see. We have a whole new defense that we're playing with. Like, yeah. I, I trust Roquan to sort of keep the run game in check. And, like, if our pass rush, if um, Al-Qadim Muhammad can do anything across from Robert Quinn, we've right. got a yeah, Pass Travis Gibson, going. maybe uh-huh. we'll evolve finally to do a good yeah. job. Because, again, it's going to be about waves. Maybe the starters won't matter as much for yeah. pass rushers. Yeah. Uh, th- we've got that new secondary. And from what I've seen, like, Trey Lance apparently can turn it over. Like, he's young right. enough that something, like, he's uh, clearly a really gifted athlete. But, like, mm-hmm. it's new enough to him that something wild can happen. And, you know, uh, we talked about that game last night. Those were two really seasoned quarterbacks who were coming back after their preseason bye week and were rusty. There were a lot of there were turnovers. Six turnovers? Uh, something like that, yeah. It, it's a possibility. Mm-hmm. Like, And again, it all comes down to, I, I think coaching is the big thing that we're going to see in this game. Yeah. And if we can show that, like, 
Yeah, that Iberflus has got it. He's got everybody on the same page and moving forward in the same direction. The guys seem to believe in him. When people talked about Matt Nagy before, they seemed to be talking about a guy who was... They liked him because Matt Nagy was, in theory, easy on them. He, in theory, treated them like quote-unquote adults and left them kind of set their own intensity. Yes, He was kind of a player's coach because he had been in the Arena League. We were winning, uh-huh. which means we got to do club dub, and right. like there was excitement, and it was very much, especially I think in Vic Fangio's defense, was about like yeah. these individual players making these big plays. Whereas Eberflus comes in, and he's got all these weird, specific ways of evaluating film, yeah. where if in a film, even if you make the play uh, as a defender, if they see you accelerate at any point, you get what's called a loaf. You get like yeah. a being lazy kind of mark against you because to accelerate, de- it means at some point you weren't moving as fast right. as you could. <laughs> that's the difference between the two guys, I think. Yeah, that's wild. Because the players coach guy, we're all cool, whatever. That thing works only as long as you're winning. Exactly. I guess being a maybe a, a tough guy like Eberflus only works if you're winning too. At some point, people won't like playing as hard or coaching as hard if you're losing but yeah and we'll probably see that a little bit in the second half of this season but right. that's also i imagine Eberflus will know like yeah you would like to think we'll see how it works out it, it seems like he likes to tuck his play sheet into the front of his pants in the front of his belt that's right pretty chicagoy yeah i like that yeah. what did Nagy just held his in front of his yeah, face no one the whole could time. stare at a play sheet like matt Nagy. yeah yeah, Nagy was looking at the play sheet, hoping that it would look back at him. <laughs> you know what I mean? You think at some point, like, he hangs out in that basement where he had all his play sheets up yeah. on the wall, and, like, he, like, goes into, like, a dizzy spell as all the plays spin around him, and he has a yeah. panic attack. Well, you know what? I bet he's got those all put up somewhere where he's got... You know those, um, at, like, at Dave & Buster's, they have the basketball arcade game where the yeah. hoop moves. Yeah. Look, he's got one of those for footballs. <laughs> and he just uh, he just throws it as hard as he can around all those play sheets. It was like 2018. That was the time. Yeah. Where's this arena football helmet? But this isn't about Matt Nagy anymore, you know? No. no. You know, I think, uh, I think the Bears could win this game. I think I'm going to pick them to win. You think so? I do. I know it's crazy. Uh I think the 49ers are clearly better. And by the end of the year, the 49ers are going to be more of a real team than the Bears. But week one, you never know. It's possible. You know, there's going to be some key matchups. It's going to be about Braxton Jones and Nick Bosa. It's going to be about, like... Well, you know, this playing intense thing can be an advantage early in the season because everything's a little sloppier, you know? People haven't really found their groove yet that you find when you're playing... 17 to 20 games in the course of a season, you know? Exactly. So maybe this Eberflus, like, run fast, hit hard, everybody get to the ball thing will just help us here in the beginning of the year to kind of figure something out. I think I, I, I could get behind that. Yeah. I can. Yeah. I, I want to say that we're going to win. Yeah. But there is that part of me that's like, well. Yeah. Hey, make your pick. This is all about finding I, out. I what think you I'll think. take. I'm going to take the Bears yeah. because I don't. 
I don't believe in Trey Lance yet. There's nothing that says to me that that rookie quarterback isn't going to come in now in charge of things and get a little overwhelmed. Justin at least had a whole year to struggle to be like, great. Now I'm in a system that I can understand. It's my system. Because that's the thing last year that fucking blew my mind was that we never made a choice about who our quarterback was going to be through no. preseason. Yeah. Didn't play any players to try to figure yeah. out who it should be. Yeah. And then our offense sort of like dissolved yes. into this, like, well, it's going to be Andy's offense. Right. But then as soon as he got hurt, it's Justin. And now things are all confusing because if they're not the same th- kind of quarterback. And yeah, if only we had a third quarterback on the roster at that point, who'd been a Super Bowl MVP who could have, taken over for a while while Justin continued to learn. It's all going to be Justin tomorrow, I can't tomorrow, think though, of you know? anybody. Yeah. yeah. Um, it is going to be all Justin What do you tomorrow. think? Uh, let, let's, say, let's finish with the score prediction. What do you think if I made you pick a number? 28-24. Wow. Bears. Mm. Mm. You know, I'm going to go uh, 24-17. Oh, okay. Yeah, some field goals in there. Yeah. I'm s- I'm picturing a defensive touchdown. Right, right. Or special teams. I'll take a special teams touchdown as well. Right. Uh, well, I think that's going to finish our session for today. Um, I have here your first coupon for 19% off of Bears gear of your choice. Awesome. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, this is And this is good anywhere. Um, well, it's only good at the team store. And, okay. Um, it, it, nothing uh, nothing from this year. It has to be years prior. Right, but, so uh, like there's, there's Mitch and Mac jerseys. Yeah, there's some Trubisky jerseys there. There's hey, that's cool. I'll take it. Yeah. Hopefully things work out for him this year. I'm rooting for him. Great. Mitch and then, Trubisky, Steelers quarterback, would be cool. I'm a little jaded about sure, it. Sure, you want him to never fall in love again now that our love is over. I want other people to experience the same pain that we experienced yeah. that's what i think it is like sure. i want other people to be like you you think you know hope right well this is what hope feels like that's that's what i want <laughs>do this quick i'm a billionaire and i yes sir yes sir i'm, I'm sorry i'm aware of that no you don't have to be sorry about it no i wasn't apologizing to you i was apologizing to the helicopter it's oh. my oh i love her well i just want to say i'm really grateful for this job this uh the of help course, with these dental bills course. is really important no, it's my pleasure yeah look uh, okay look like i said i don't have much time i listen to the podcast great yeah. stuff there thank you yeah i thought we had a good talk what do you think of that guy he's the best i could find yeah there's he's kind of he uh, he seemed strangely familiar to me yes i believe you i could believe it yeah but why he, did you pick him well you know what i had my people on it i told them go find me the best bears fan you could find right and they found him that's so they, him they picked somebody that you would like I think, I mean, I don't know. That's sort of how people operate when you're a billionaire. Yeah, yes, sir. I can imagine that, sir. Yeah. Yes. And I expect the same from you. Yes, sir. I am here to do thy will. Okay, but here's some notes real quick. Uh-huh. I got through that podcast. Great stuff. Love uh-huh. having my own personal podcast. Yeah. 
But I need some more information from this guy. I okay. need more of that emotion, more of that feeling. If okay. I'm going to be buying the Chicago Bears, I need to know what it is to be a Bears fan. Yeah, well, yes, sir. I, and I'm here to get you all the information you need. We've we've set Great. up meetings with this guy. Uh, uh, Excellent. Before Excellent. game weeks, after games, we're going to really try to mine things and get you like... Uh, as much information about what it's like to be a Bears fan as we can. Right. Okay. Let me ask you something. I ask everybody this. What's your dream? My dream uh, is to have fixed teeth. Well, then you got to work at it, son. You're right. I got to see the work in the podcast. Yes, I got to see that those teeth are fixing every minute. Yes, sir. I promise I will perform what your idea of work is. Great. Excellent. Excellent. Well, well let's kick that helicopter back up. I got another meeting in Prague or somewhere. Well, uh, uh, it was nice meeting you. Bye, I only travel by helicopter.